All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. We are recording Sunday night, December 22nd, heading into Christmas. A merry, politically correct holiday season to you, Jake. Not good enough for me. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Fair enough. That's included in, in happy, merry, politically correct holiday season. It's all good. Not woke enough. Um, you seem defensive. I, I'm, a, I'm a white male. I'm always defensive. I feel put upon in today's society. I, I, I feel like uh, I'm being um, attacked. You should be. Happy know. Kwanzaa. <laughs> so goddamn much to talk about today. So much. Um, let's just jump in really quickly, and we can breeze past it fast. Movies. We each saw a movie this weekend. I went to see the new Star Wars. That was a mistake. Holy shit, it's bad. <laughs> I, not, I mean... It's not as bad as Last Jedi, but they took so much time trying to do all undo all the shit Last Jedi fucked up. It's just it's just bad. It is a sad ending to the Star Wars uh, saga. It, I I don't it, there's I could go into it if I really wanted to nerd out and talk about like nerd Star Wars shit and why it's bad. But overall, it's just bad filmmaking. It was just sloppy bad filmmaking. Well, I I haven't seen it, but it doesn't need to be good. Look, there's so much Star Wars shit out there right now. That it doesn't matter. You, you remember when the first three were were made? They were called the trilogy. There was there was no three of a movie made at the time. You, you know, you know, in, in in the early eighties, you just didn't make three of a movie. It didn't fucking happen. Um, now you'll make twelve movies if the thing only sort of sucks. That's that's just sort of where we at where we're at with the sequels and prequels and series and stuff like that. So. I I feel like the bar's been driven down so far that it it doesn't really matter, you know. That that is true. I did the one thing I will say about it is I read an article over the weekend after seeing it, and apparently um, the director J.J. Abrams did not do any test screenings. He said, "Nope, we don't want to get feedback from anyone." Um, he just showed it to friends and family. And that was a bad idea. Like I've 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 read a lot about filmmaking. You mean all of his yes men said it was a great fucking movie? <laughs> exactly. Because I have read many stories where they take it to an audience and an audience genuinely says this ending upsets us and, and it gets tweaked and a movie comes out and it gets great reviews and they say, Yeah, we gave it to test audiences. They told us what they liked, they didn't like. It's you don't completely sell out to the audience. A lot of filmmakers say I have an idea, and I need to get my point across. Am I succeeding in getting that point across? And depending on what the audience says... No, I, I get what... Look, he, he thinks he's Tarantino. He's, he, he's fucking not. He's taking um, the, the, the movie from a dude who's not making them anymore because he's out of his fucking mind. He proved that in the mid-90s. With Jar Jar Binks and whatever the fuck that was, you, and the you additions know? to the original trilogy, all his yes. little like Han shot uh, second yes. or you know Greedo shot. Yeah, Lucas went just to uh, South Park nailed that one. Great when when South Park took on Lucas and Spielberg and all their changes oh, and alterations. Oh, the movie. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. After the uh, after the most recent um, Indiana Jones movie, South Park did an amazing episode. But yeah, he he, he lost his mind. So it, he he's taking a a bunch of stuff from Lucas before that happened, 
and and sort of make it like, oh no, me, I'm the pure artist, and the blah blah blah. Hey, 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 no, you're not. You're you're not doing Pulp Fiction because some uh, you know production studio decided to hand you what this guy created thirty fucking years ago. You know. That's 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 not what's go what's going on. I, I I you do need other people's input. You're you're not the sole creator of this. You're yeah. not even a co-creator of this. You're some fucking guy that got handed the ball after forty fucking years after the 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 down started. Well, I will say this: Abrams has made some great movies, and he is really good with reboots. He, if you've never seen Mission Impossible three, that to me is when the series started to get good. Uh, one and two were. Dude, just I'm not good. saying the guy sucks. Yeah, I'm just saying this thing to and, where it's and, like you're acting like this is your baby alone. It's it's fucking not, man. Yeah. Uh, I, he's he's made some great films. This was just bad. But you saw a movie. Let's talk about that because everybody will be... I, I don't want to go too far down the nerd path of Star Wars. It's just a bad movie. That's all there. Did, did, have you been on Facebook at all? Our friend Colin Ryan, the Irishman now in Iowa. Oh, well, yeah. What's what's going on with Colin? He... he <laughs> He absolutely. I gave the movie a D plus and posted that on Facebook, and he got angry at me for liking it too much. He hates this new Star Wars so much wow. that he thought a D plus was too generous a grade. Uh, so anyway, but you saw a movie over the weekend that uh, I, I am dying to hear about because I have read a lot about this movie, and you actively went to see it. You are one of. 15 people across the country that saw this movie because it bombed. It bombed big time. Jake, what'd you go see? I saw Cats. Um, <laughs> on purpose. On purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my my girlfriend's a huge Broadway nut, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go see this movie. And I started reading some of the reviews from critics because I watched the, the previews and I was like, this looks fucking bad. Yeah, that, when and, the then I, and I dropped, never look up. People went insane. They're like, "What is this? This looks absurd." Yeah, yeah. And so I, I never look up critic reviews because I'm like, hey, "Fuck them." You, you know, I, I, I want to form my own opinions. But I was like, "This, this looks so goddamn weird." And she's so adamant about me seeing this. I have to hear what the critics have to say. And and I looked it up, and it, it was insane, man. And so I was like, okay, they're they're all shitting on it, like a lot. So I'm gonna go see this out of morbid curiosity. You, you know what I mean? I I, I feel like I'm I, I don't know Christopher Walken in the Deer Hunter after he gets out of Vietnam. You, you know what I mean? And he's just going back because he's, he's you know he's fucked. He's shell shocked, right? He's he's rah. he's insane at that point. Yeah, it's 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 just sort of like I'm 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 walking into this knowing. That it's a hellish, demented thing that I'm going to do. I, 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 I'm walking in to a, a Russian roulette equivalent of a movie. And, yeah, it didn't disappoint. It was, it was pretty bad. It, was, it wasn't just bad. It was, it was bad in a way that it didn't... It didn't realize how weird it was as a movie. It, it felt like it was a movie... That was made by a man who who wanted to make a movie for kids, but didn't realize that not everybody else was sexually attracted to cats. You know? <laughs> it's fucking weird. A kid's like, movie about sexually attractive cats. Yes. Um. <laughs> it looked like what um, 
the character Tina from Bob's Burger sees when she has a sex dream. You know? It's oh. it's a weird fucking thing that happened. Did uh, The movie is uh, groundbreaking in one sense. Did you read what happened today with Cats? I did not. Okay, this has never been done before throughout cinema history. Now, you, you've heard about a movie comes out, it goes in the theaters, and then it goes away, and then it comes out on video, and then there's a director's cut, and then they re-release, and then they do... You know, like, like we talked about with Lucas, he goes in and adds little tweaks and, and changes scenes uh, with the original trilogy, and uh, we talked about that. They Did the do- director um, dive on this with his entire body like a, a, a private diving on a grenade in World War II to save his squad and get a chow hall named after him? Is, is, is that basically what happened? No. What they are doing that they have never done throughout history before is... Even though the movie is currently in theaters, it just came out on Friday, they worked on special effects Friday and Saturday and are releasing a new cut to the theaters uh, as of tonight and tomorrow and Tuesday so that what you saw, Jake, the other day will be different. They are doing special effects touch-ups. They've already put it in theaters, but since everything is digital and movie theaters now, you don't get the big film uh, stock print that you have to load into a projector. You just get a okay. hard drive or you download oh, the film. Oh, oh, oh touch-ups. Huh? Yes. So they're, doing they're, they're actively still editing the film even though touch it is Touch-ups in wasn't why I thought it was fucking weird, bro. I know. I'm not <laughs> saying it needed touch-ups. But that's what they're doing, so it's groundbreaking. Um, speaking of movies, you uh, we didn't talk about this on air, but you have told me, uh, we, we talked the other day, you saw the movie Black Klansman, correct? I did, but let me first go back to Cats. Let, okay. let me just say that the fact, because like my, my girlfriend tried to convince you, oh, it was based off of Alan Edgar Poe's poetry, and that's why nothing makes sense. I'm like, and look, I don't care about the lack of of, 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 of plot in this thing. It, it seems like dudes are trying to fuck cats in this movie. It seems like whoever made it is sexualizing cats, which is odd. You know, it's, it's, it's odd to me. Um... Honestly, I would feel less comfortable leaving my... I, I own two dogs and a cat. I would feel less comfortable leaving my cat with the maker of cats than I would leaving both of my dogs with Michael Vick. I, I mean, like, like <laughs> over international waters with no cameras. <laughs> that sounds frightening. It's fucking off, dude. So I'm talking well, like people way. have been shitting on this movie that don't even normally leave movie reviews. Um, uh, Infowars.com said that Cats the movie was so bad that the government had it blared into Jeffrey Epstein's cell until he hung himself. Hollywood is clearly a cabal of sexual deviants who are a cult who wants to bang cats. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, do you could like I say don't go see Star Wars whether or not you're a fan of it just because it's bad filmmaking it's just not a good movie uh, and if you're a Star Wars nerd then definitely go see it because or definitely do not see it because it, it up it's just bad um, do you recommend people see Cats just for an absurd experience in the theater and or mm. would your answer differ depending on whether or not that person is high. Okay, it's it's funny you ask that. I did think while I was sitting there, 
I think this would be pretty fun if I watched it for the first time. Hi. I talked to a friend of mine the next day who watched it high. He now is not attracted to humans at all. Um, he needs many years of therapy to undo what that did to him. So it could backfire if you go in stone. It's not going to become like a Rocky Horror Picture Show, people getting stoned or drunk and then cheering on cats? Yes. Um, you're, you're, the only time you'll be able to come is on the island of Dr. Monroe. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, let's go back to Black Klansman for one second. You you said you saw it, correct? Yeah. What did you think of that film? I'm I'm going to try and ask you a question without giving anything away. Um, did you, First of all, did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, was it gripping, harrowing, or tense? Did it create tension where you were sitting and going, holy shit, what's going to happen now? Oh sure, yeah. It was. It, I, I I liked it. I, I loved it from beginning uh, beginning to end. Yeah, it was. It was like Cats the musical, but the opposite. Um, there was no singing. Uh, it was only humans, and I found it uh, very interesting and 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 compelling the whole way through. Here's why I ask. I uh, read the book over the past two days. I enjoyed the book. It was it was a nice uh, read. A very short read. It's very quick. Um, it's funny because it, I, I got it from the library on the new releases list, and it says right on the cover, uh, you can only borrow this book for seven days because it's a new release, and uh, the cover of the book says, soon to be a major motion picture. And it's like, uh, the movie's out. <laughs> the, the, this book isn't new. The, the, the movie's out. The book is So I thought that was amusing. That People are that much wanting to get the paper copy of that thing? I, I, if they don't have apps on their phones? What fucking year is this? Did you, did you fall into a time machine to get I it? I enjoy reading books, Jake. I do. But here, here's the thing. You're a fucking savage. Anyway, continue. Here's the thing. I wondered, as I was reading it, the question I asked you, did you find it gripping? Did you find it compelling? Were there scenes of tension where he, where you know, people are meeting with clan members and, uh, um, you know, oh, I mean, what's going to happen? It's been a little while, but yeah, I mean, you know, here's most of the times I've met with clan members, it's been tense. Sometimes no. it was just at barbecues and it was, it was fairly enjoyable. Anyway, go, go ahead. Here's why I ask. Absolutely nothing happens in the book at all. He, he talks about how it is an investigation for information. And it's, he's, he's really? talking about how they're laughing all the time. He, he's like, yeah, so then, uh, you know, I, if, if people don't know the story, it's an uh, African-American police officer in Colorado Springs who responds to an ad for the Klan and joins the Klan. And so they have to use a white police officer to infiltrate undercover in person. But on the phone, the black police officer talks to David Duke and the, the Klan. So it's this dual investigation. And nothing happens in the book at all. He talks about how it's just an information. There, there are no guns ablazing. There's no tension. He talks about yeah. So then my partner went in and we had a good laugh about it. And he's like, oh gee, you know, like nothing happens in the book at all, at at all. It's just a book about how he gathered information. So now I want to see the movie to see how they alter it. Because if, if they made a, a version of the movie that is the book, that is authentic, it would just be phone conversations and hanging out and in, in restaurants and or meeting in a guy's house. Nothing happens. So I'm very curious to see how they created tension or drama or anything gripping out of this book. I enjoyed the book. It's a good book. It's a good read. It's informational. But nothing happens. You can't make... It's like reading a dictionary in a way because there's just no... There's no 
tension. There's no uh, crisis moment. There is no holy shit, what's going to happen next? There's no, oh my God, uh, he could almost, his cover could be blown. Wait a minute. So you, you mean the scene where Wesley Snipes dressed up like a lady, like the same character as in Tu Wong Fu, Love Everything, signed Julie Newmeyer, and blew a Klansman? That didn't actually happen? That might have happened. I think that was in the appendix. But I, I, I'm just curious. I, I will watch the movie this week. I will try and watch the movie. Well, can... this movie didn't have its appendix removed because that was certainly in there. Well, I, I, I need to see it now to see the comparison. Because they always talk about how Hollywood changes things, but this book was a very enjoyable but dry read without any action, without any tension, without any romance. So it will be curious to see how they made a compelling movie out of a very dry yet interesting book. See, you know, you have made uh, a, a very good pitch for, and not the book for that, but for something I've been saying for a long time, watch the movie before you read the book. You know? Everybody always talks about how the the book ruins the movie. Fuck that. That was a boring-ass book and a pretty good movie. I'm just curious as to how factual it is. All right, let's get into news things. Let's move on from movies, because uh, people might not have seen the movies we are discussing. Um, first, let, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, something that came and went very quickly. Hallmark. Uh, the Hallmark Channel got in trouble because they had a lesbian wedding. And, oh, really quickly. Let me, let me just go back to Star Wars for one second. I don't know if you saw this, Jake, that was in the news. Uh, there's a lesbian kiss in Star Wars. And, of course, people were taking sides saying, how dare they have a lesbian kiss? And, oh, it's nice to be represented. It's funny. It was sort of in the background, but it was the least inorganic thing you've ever seen. It comes at the end of the movie when the Empire is defeated again and the good guys win and everybody's celebrating. They return to the base and everybody's, yay, we won. And so you have all this revelry going on, and and two women walk up to each other, run up, and yay, hug, embrace, and kiss. And the way the camera is placed, it's like, that could have been an innocuous background sort of nod to the LGBTQ community, and it would have been fine. It was a very ham-fisted, we are going to show this without really showing it, but we're going to show that we're showing it. And it just, it came off as silly. And so, of course, people are either alternately angry or championing it. it it's, I, if there's one thing I don't like, it's inorganic filmmaking. I love lesbian kisses. I think they're the best thing ever. Uh, but if you're going to do it, don't, don't do it half-assed. Don't ham-fist your, your movie. I heard that the lesbian Jedi defeated uh, the dark side with a strap-on lightsaber. Is that what happened? That also might have been in the post credit scene, and I didn't stick around for it because when the credits started rolling, I'm like, oh, this movie's just bad. I'm going to get out of here. They should have left that one in. I've uh, jacked off to that scene on X Hamster five times already. So, but the, the lesbian Hallmark thing was, was funny. Um, uh, Hallmark Channel showing Christmas movies because that's what they do. And a wedding registry website created an ad where two women are talking about their, their website. Like, oh, we've created this, uh, this website with our registry. And at the very end, they, they give a very quick kiss. There, there's no tongue. They're not Frenching. There's no fingering. There's no nudity. They just kiss. And so, of course, uh, conservative group One Million Moms went batshit. They said, how dare you? 
Hallmark said, oh my goodness, we've offended people, pulled the ad, and so of course blowback then happened on woke Twitter, which said, uh, why are you pulling this ad? So Hallmark reversed course again and said, oh, our bad, we didn't mean to pull the ad, <laughs> and just... First of all, it's what year is it? It's 2019. Two women giving a kiss. Who cares at this point? One million. No, it's it's, honestly, it's so behind the times. I found it quaint and nostalgic. It made me think of when I was a young boy in high school and conservative groups used to get upset about gay people in commercials. And you know what I mean? The towers were still standing. Um, we didn't have a reality TV star in the office. Like, like it was just, it was a, it was a simpler time back then. It, it brought me back. That is a, it made that me is, happy. That is a very beautiful, uplifting, positive take on this. My, my uh, negative worldview makes me roll my eyes. I still had a full head of hair. My hairline hadn't been receding. That was when, when, when Christians hated queers. I had a full head of hair. Well, Loved good, it back then. Good news, they still do, because my my take was, it's 20 goddamn 19, will you shut the fuck up about homosexuality, just let it go and move on, but nope, one million cunts, I'm sorry, one million moms got, their, got sand in their vagina, got their panties in a bunch and complained, but I mean, what was Hallmark thinking? They had to know the instant they pulled the ad that they were going to get slammed for that. It's just a matter okay, of... Okay, I'm going to go on a limb right now. Sure, go ahead. In the era of um, of a, um, y- y- you know, a-, a million school shootings a week and-, and global warming and a 20-year war in Afghanistan and um, if we want to talk about Christian morality, a, a conservative, quote-unquote, president in the White House on his one-two-third trophy wife i don't think a million moms actually give a fuck about this hallmark commercial i think they added a zero or few to that number i could see that because uh for marketing purposes zeros are good for that i i can see that because i when 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 you and i talked about this off air you made a good point uh ellen was one of the first people out of the gate who said hallmark why are you pulling this ad and i would guess uh like you said a lot of ellen viewers probably watch the hallmark channel and they are probably a-okay with uh, seeing a couple lesbians on screen right right it's to me the story is not that some religious people got upset about this there's look there's a ton of religious people they very wildly even within the same quote-unquote religion the same um we worship this section of harry potter books from the desert they they vary wildly everywhere from oh it's all a metaphor and this teaches you how to live your life right to i only fuck my wife through a hole in a sheet you know so you're always gonna have those fucking their wives through a hole in a sheet kind of people these are those kind of people to me the story is Hallmark actually thought that a few of those people represented as big of their demographic as it as 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 they thought it did and they doubled down on it and they fucking lost that bet. They lost it hard and they realized it the next day. Yeah, that that their actual audience didn't give a fuck. 
probably. No. That, that society at large was on the side of progress and not really uh, caring if two consenting adults are in love. Yeah. But I, I, I found uh, two things interesting. One, what you just sure. said, I'll talk about in one second. Um, the, the, the thing the One Million Moms always bring up is Maude Flanders. The children, what about the children? And you and I have talked about this. Um, gay people, transgender people, my kids are five and seven, and they already know that it's okay because my daughter found a book called I Am Jazz, and she said, you know, she looked at the cover, and it was a girl in a mermaid outfit, I think, and said, Daddy, get this from the library. Again with the library. We read books. Um, They're so woke. You had your kids breastfeed off of me when I was more overweight than I am now. <laughs> and next it, was, reading, it was very progressive. And next I'm reading my kids Black Klansmen. Didn't um, so, even make me shave my chest hairs first. So, so this... Oh, God damn it. Uh, sorry, Alexa's going off in the background. Um, so this, Tell her this, to shut her robotic hole. <laughs> this shut was, up, you robot whore. This book, I Am Jazz, uh, started off very boring. We've talked about this on the podcast. I, I open the book, I'm reading, Hi, my name is Jazz. I like you know dancing and playing with my friends. And then I turn a page and it says, But I'm not like my other friends. I was a, boy, I was a girl boy, born inside a boy's body. That's called transgender. And I'm like, what? You know, record scratch. And then it just goes through explaining how transgender people are. Like, they, they were born inside. Their, and so you have this kid's book where I'm reading to my kids, and I'm not freaking out and going, oh, my God, this is inappropriate. How dare you? And writing protest letters. I'm just saying, yeah, that's life. Uh, in life, most people are born in the body they were born in. Most boys are boys. Most girls are girls. Most boys like girls. Some boys like boys. It's all good. And my kids, therefore, right now, just are completely... They, they don't even think about it. It's nothing that crosses their mind. They don't give a fuck. So the thing with one million moms always panicking and being the, we must have sex through a hole in the sheet, and that's the only way to live... Oh, just I, I, I know they'll never go away. There will always be a small percentage like that, but I... Don't you think life would just be much easier if you didn't live like life, life like an asshole? Well, sure, but again, you always have a small percentage of the population that well, like they're they're fucking nuts. I don't know what's going on with them. To to me, the weird thing about this is this major corporation thinking that that meant a huge part of their you know demographic gave a fuck or thought that way or, or, or whatever, or at least not expecting the blowback. You know, and and this points out to me, this, not to me, but it's just another example of what um, soulless pieces of shit corporations are because they're, they're going, oh, yes, we had to pull this because um, of uh, uh, deeply held moral convictions. And then w what happened? Bunch of tweets happened. And we changed our deeply held moral convictions within 24 hours. <laughs> within 24 hours. They, yes, they yes. Changed we again. have these deep moral convictions about, uh, y y you know, sexuality and God and the universe and all that. And then them tweets happened. And, um, you know, profit margins and our deeply held moral convictions, they shifted a bit. Because well, of spreadsheets and Venn diagrams. And bottom lines, and advertising yeah, yeah. revenue, and ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's this is somebody in a suit bombing. 
because they fucked up with the Venn diagram. This has nothing to do with God or religion or any of that nonsense. Nope, it is it is pure business. And yeah. let's combine those two. Let's talk about uh, religion. This intern should get zero credit for the semester. Whoever told you to, um, you know, pull that commercial. Well, let's combine, like I said, let's combine uh, deeply held convictions and business, because that's what religion is today, is a business. Maybe it always was. I don't know. But um, let me get a date on this. Where the fuck? There we go. On December 19th, that was three days ago, the online magazine Christian Today, which was founded by Billy Graham, one of the most uh, well-known evangelical Christians of all time. He was always meeting with presidents, I think, you know, from Nixon, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, uh, Bush, Clinton. I I remember Billy Graham. He sucked my dick to completion in an airport men's room once. I'll never forget that, fella. Yeah. Well, his evangelical Christian magazine on the 19th came out with an article, an op-ed from the, let's see, who's the guy's name? The current editor, the current uh, leader, the editor-in-chief, Mark Galley, that said Trump needs to go. Uh, they said, look, uh, we, we try not to get into politics. And yes, the article says, yes, the Democrats have been against him since day one. Uh, they have had a witch hunt against him. However, he is a deeply immoral human being who proves it every single day. And, you know, this is how we feel as true Christians. If you truly believe in G- the teachings of Jesus and if you ju- truly want to love God, you have to understand that Trump is not a moral person. Of course, the very next day, every single other evangelical group came out and denounced Christian Today. And on Twitter, Republicans were calling it a left-leaning liberal magazine. The Billy Graham founded. Billy Graham was anything but a liberal, and his legacy and his, his church today, the, it, it's the furthest thing from liberal. But, of course, they have to flip and denounce it. I mean, it says, let's grant this to the president. The Democrats have had it out for him since, from day one, and therefore nearly everything they do is under a cloud of partisan suspicion. I mean, it's not that this article is not bashing Trump. It's it's literally pointing out that he is not a Christian. Well, you know, it's it's well, Trump explained it. He said that Billy Graham's daughter was knocked up by an Obama appointed, uh, you know, boyfriend on the side. And that's who's in charge of the magazine now. But seriously, though, I mean. That, I, it had to be expected that the instant someone took a moral stand or broke from the ranks of you must love dear leader, that maybe the hope was this would be a crack in the dam and others would actually uh, speak their mind, speak their conscience, and, and not just uh, stay with the ranks. But it's, so far they're staying with the ranks. They're just uh, circling the wagons and saying, no, no, Trump, well, Trump uh, is a good person. Well, of course it's going to happen at first. Look. I, I, and this is why I am pessimistic about this whole fucking impeachment thing in general. Do I think he should be removed? Absolutely. Do I think what he did with Ukraine is, is, is a violation of the Constitution and what he's, yeah, he fucking exploited a foreign ally with military aid to try to dig up fucking dirt on a 
you know, a, a, a domestic politician, an opponent domestically, but it's like, yeah, if it's... Yeah, that's what happens when you put somebody in in office who treats everything like business. It's he just viewed, I'm a company. The Ukraine guy is a company, and Biden is a company, and and that's it. But, but no, no, you're a fucking head of state now. It's different. And uh, anyway, it. Yeah, we've been through all that. I'm just saying, as far as Christians are concerned, we we've been through what right, Trump did right. and the perception. But, well, what, and what, I, what I'm saying is that that. That shit, I, that's my sort of preemptive. I, I don't think he will be removed because I think no, we, I, the we, vote no will go. Be removed. No one does. Yeah. But what yeah, about the, exactly. I'm just talking it's about the go, of Christianity, of evangelicals finally standing up for what no, the I'm, of Jesus. Dude, I'm saying this could be a fucking start to him actually being removed is because, oh, really? yes, yes, because, um, if if you look at the vote in in Congress, every single Republican voted no, but they you know less Republicans than Democrats, so hence it went through. The Senate different. There's more Republicans than than Democrats, so correct. Uh, they they all vote no. He he stays in. However, weird shit like this starts to happen. Maybe you you know you you get a few of those weird little districts. That are more religious than they are pro-wall and Trump and Second Amendment and anti-Democrat and all that kind of shit. Uh, Maybe you get a few of those Mitt Romney type of places. You know what I mean? In Utah, who, despite all of this, Mitt Romney... I would argue, to this day, is way more anti-Trump than he ever was anti-Hillary or anti-Bernie or anti-Mayor Pete Buddha. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll remember his fucking name when he stays in long enough for me to actually get to vote on him. But you get what I'm saying. Um, I do. I think it's interesting, your take. Yes. There, there, there's 100 senators, or sorry, there's, there's 200, sen- no, there's 100 senators. Yes. And 53 of them are Republican. Um, I, I believe 45 are Democrat and there's like two independents. So they need like three or four of them to vote, uh, against this. Now, keep in mind they probably won't because with everything that's come out, they have gone down the line to the representative with over, I, I think it's over 200 Republicans, all straight down the line. Every Republican said, fuck no, keep our boy in. We will not impeach him. So you have to, you know, at that point, dig up something so bad that, some of those guys would have been like, oh, oh, well, we don't like severed babies' heads and duffel bags. I didn't know he had that. You, you know, while he was getting pissed on in Russia by hookers or whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. You, you, you're going to find something crazy. Um, but already, before any of that has come out, you have this magazine that, to this point, is so right-wing... Um, that you 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 never never would have thought before this week they would come out against Trump or anything 
considered right wing in any way. And no, they did. because it's been three years and they haven't said anything until now. So, yeah, no. it was very surprising that they did write the article. And yes. the week before, they set a whole pile of Hallmark cards in a pile and lit them on fire. They did that just to prove how Christian they are. And still, you know. Well, I don't know if it'll change any senators, but I, when you were speaking, I went down a different path in my mind. I hadn't thought of this before, and so I'm just sort of spitballing here, but there is the possibility this, if, um, if, uh, if this does sort of, and it's only been a couple days, and I said maybe uh, it didn't create it, they, they circled the wagons, maybe it will start a small trickle of honesty among evangelicals, and maybe it will sway just a small percentage of the voters in 2020. Maybe they won't switch to Pete Buttigieg or Elizabeth Warren or anything like that. Maybe they'll just sit the election out. Maybe they'll say, we voted for Trump in 2016. We're just not going to vote in 2020. Maybe they'll do a writing candidate. Mm. Maybe they'll do something like that. Nah, so, not, not going to happen. Those right-wing voters, they fucking show up. No, no, up, no. I'm just, you just said it about senators. I'm saying a very small percentage. What if it's 1% or 2% of evangelicals who say, you know what? He's not a Christian man. He does not believe in the teachings of Christ, and he does not emulate the teachings of Christ. If you're trying to bet apathy on the right not apathy, compared to apathy honesty, on, honesty. on the left... Now, you're talking about apathy. Now, if it was honesty, they'd be doing... Like, that's a different thing. You're you're trying to do apathy. Like, they're they're just broken. They're not showing up to the polls. That's that's a that's a left thing. That's, that's why... The right always wins uh, low turnouts. Right. I think that's what I'm saying. Is you are correct. The left does go apathetic. Uh, Democrats yeah. fall in love. Republicans fall in line. We all know this. But yeah. what if enough? Maybe you know, just a. I, I don't like. I said one two percent of people actually just say, you know what, this is the moral thing to do, not apathy, but just standing up for what is correct and right. I think Maybe. they'll do that until 20 minutes before the election, and then they'll fucking <laughs> then they'll just jump in and... the line at the polls <laughs> All right. with their little giant crucifixes with a, a fat orange deity hanging on the fucking cross. Well, whatever you've ingested is catching up to you because you were not this drunk when we started uh, <laughs> or stoned. What, what did you put in your system? Uh, vodka. Well, you were not this drunk when it started. It's only been 30 minutes, so it hits you. Let's do one more story and get out of here. Let's do two more quick stories on the same subject. Uh, last week, we talked about Antonio Brown and his tweet that he did not write, and it did not gain any traction. And uh, he was trying to get back into um, the NFL, so he, he wrote this, not he, but a handler wrote this long apology that was so poetic and nice and every word was spelled correctly and no one seemed to point out Antonio Brown did not write that. Well, it didn't work. And three days later, Antonio Brown tweeted again, just an angry, fuck the NFL tweet. And again, it was nice to see him back with all the words spelled wrong and just a short little, like, bleh, onto Twitter where <laughs> it, just, it was a nice return to form. He, Someone uh, corralled him for a day and said, let's try this approach of placating and play, being nice. And when it didn't work within 24 hours, he was back to... Just shitting on the NFL and and misspelling words and being an idiot. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you can only hire a literary major from Oxford for so long. Um, I, I don't think that was going to be a 20-year career path for whoever the fuck wrote that. And I, I think he realized that very quickly. And the final thing on football is um, the Raiders played their last home game ever in Oakland. And I hope he made. I hope he made references. You, you know what I mean? To like, like to the to the well written thing. Like, bitch, I'm done using big ass words with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm done using commas and all this bullshit. I'm fucking you up. Anyway, try and stay sober next week. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> the the Raiders played their last game in Oakland, and I saw these headlines, and they were clickbait headlines, and I had to click them. It talked about riots and trash getting thrown on the field and bottles, and the police were stepping in, and everything was unsafe, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened in Oakland. Uh, the problem with the story is they were describing, so you click the headline and the story talks about all the violence and scary shit happening at the last game because the fans were so unhappy, Oakland lost, and the team was leaving and going to Vegas. But the problem with an online story as opposed to a newspaper story is online you can embed video and they did. And when you clicked the video, it showed a football pe- field with a Burger King wrapper on it, and then maybe another piece of trash came floating down from the stands, yeah. and the cops are all just standing around, and then when you click a different article, it showed that Derek Carr, the quarterback, and other players went to the sidelines with the fans and signed autographs. If there's mass chaos and rioting taking place, the football players are not walking up to the rioters and signing autographs. They're getting the fuck out of Dodge. So I just well, thought it was... Yeah, yeah, especially in, in Oakland. If, if, you, if you start a headline with uh, rioting and chaos and you throw the... If you throw the word Oakland or Raiders anywhere in there, there better be blood or severed heads. I, it has to be crazy. You know? Well, I mean, the the trash on the field and the booing and the that looked less rowdy than your average Oakland game. The shit that right. was actually happening on the video. I mean, this is the Raiders, for God's sakes. You you have the black hole section of the the stadium, and the, they dress up as scary Halloween monsters every Sunday. Um, just another clickbait story that is is it just. Stop with the clickbait headlines. Or if you do want to write a false narrative, don't put video in the center of your story that counters your own story. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like uh, calling the cops and saying, "Listen, uh, my neighbor Casey Anthony was very mean to her kid. She was uh, yelling at it and then letting it stay alive. It, it, it's 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 crazy." An <laughs> ouch. One last item of note that maybe we'll talk about up front next week uh, that I'm putting at the end here. Jake, I did not tell you this. I have an update for you. There is an app called Chicago's Comedy Talk Radio. There's another app called uh, Stand Up Chicago. I think it is. I'll get it right by next week. Our podcast is going to be on there now. Oh, no shit. We are going to stream on Chicago's uh, Comedy Talk Radio. We don't have a set schedule right now. It's just launching, but the creator, we I, who knows how long we will be on. He said, hey, I'm looking for content. I'm going to try hey, it. Hey, Chicago Comedy App, 
Uh, let me just let you know, I'm normally way more sober than I have been on the second half of this podcast, uh, <laughs> just to give a plug for the rest of the podcast. Yes, but uh, who knows if we'll even be on it for long, because he, he said, right now, I'm just trying out new things, and I want to try podcasts, and so I offer, offered ours up. He goes, yeah, I've got a link to your podcast. I'll throw it on there. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But for right now, if you like stand-up comedy, you can search for Chicago comedy radio scene. And when you find the talk uh, version of the app, the talk radio comedy scene, look for us. So there you go. All right. Look for us on there. Write kind reviews about us. Uh, Find us at NathanTimmel.com and JakeVever.com. And thank you for listening. Later. Later.